Um, actually, I have one clear way that they could blow it up, and it's actually beneficial for both teams. Um, in the sense where these teams literally get what they exactly need. Um, and that's uh, extra scoring power and an actual in-depth defensive threat. And actually, they both played each other in this playoff. Ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? I need y'all to like and subscribe to the video, okay? Subscribe to the channel, first things first, as we get everything up and running, as Zay gets his camera up and running, as I get my mic up and running, it's going down. We got a lot to talk about to close out this show, and we might as well kick it off in the NBA as Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks rally to eliminate the Utah Jazz in Game 6. Should we be more impressed with the Mavs or more disappointed with the Habs knots in the Jazz. Like what I did there. I know it was risky, but I think I pulled it off. Zay, I'm actually going to lob that up to you. That's not like a plan to me. Um, well, I'm going to go with it is a disappointment with the Jazz that they're unable to defeat a team that had no center on the court. They're unable to score in the paint. Their inability to stop Jalen Brunson for majority of the series with Luka Doncic being out. Um, you had a Luka Doncic it's less a team on the court in the Dallas Mavericks, and you allowed Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie to run ragged, which a defensively stout team under the Quinn Snyder system. You had defensive players in Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich. You have Rudy Gobert, the three-time defensive player of the year that a lot of people like to rub in people's faces. The reason why he got the quote-unquote supermax, the, uh, the defensive, altering, changing center of the league, the guy that you need if you want to start, have a stout defense, you got defeated by a team that didn't have a center on the court. And it, it really played, um, it really painted Donovan Mitchell's image now really bad in the league. This is his um, third time, I believe, third or fourth time. Um, He's been kicked out of the first round. So he hasn't went beyond the second round. He got kicked out of the third round. The most games he's won in a playoff is his first year in the league, his rookie season. And you look at the everything that's changed. With this organization, the Utah Jazz has, has always been a top three, top four team in the Western Conference ever since Donovan Mitchell's been on his team. I thought you were talking about Luka, my fault. I was like, they got bounced out no, first no, round two years in a row. Yeah, I'm talking about this, this <laughs> Jazz team. The Jazz team has been has been um, atrocious, you know. And I think when you look at this team, they're just a regular season team because in the playoffs, they don't show what they're able to do in a regular season. You see when a team has um, the preparation for you, they know what your weaknesses are. They take advantage of that, and they take advantage of Utah Jazz year in, year out. LeBron James said it best, um, I think, last season or two years ago, when he said nobody wants to play with a, no one wants to play you, um, with a Utah Jazz player in 2K or in an All-Star game. They're just a boring team, and you see it. This team is, is absolutely boring. They don't win anything, and, I'm, and I mean in a, play, in, a, in a playoff sense. They have regular season wins. That's fine. Regular season doesn't matter to an extent because when you're playing the real talents of the, of the league, the teams that are going to the playoffs, you can't defeat them. You couldn't defeat the Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie. You had Maxi Kleber and Dorian Smith, uh, Finney Smith hitting threes all over the court. You had Dallas Bertans bullying you. Like, I, I don't understand how this team thrives, thrived in a regular season. And it, it, it paints a bad picture on Donovan Mitchell. Um, Rudy Gobert, we all know what he is. He's a defensive center, but he's, that's all he does. He only protects the paint. When you put him outside the paint, even by the free throw line, he gets embarrassed. The guy was getting embarrassed by Luka when he came back. The guy was getting embarrassed by Jalen Brunson. The guy is horrible on the switches. He can't do nothing else but stay in the paint. The fact that Utah paid him that Supermax deal is astonishing because he's unable to do anything else on the court. This guy is damn near the modern-day 
Hassan Whiteside. He just took a whole boatload of money. He just took a super max because he's able to get some blocks. And now he can't do nothing else for the team. And now it's going to be hard to move him for anything less. You're trying to move him for a superstar. You're not going to get a superstar. You're going to have to move him for some role players, eat some contracts, eat some um, really bad contracts at that. And hopefully, you you know, down the line, three, four years from now, you get the money back. You just pay him $205 million for what? So this is really disappointing on the Utah Jazz. They have to blow up the team. We can see stuff like the head coach gone, Don Gobert and Donovan Mitchell gone. Um, start over fresh. Maybe Mike Conley because he has a big contract too. We have a lot of big contracts on this team. You know, the, the, the only bright spot of this team is Jordan Clarkson. That's, that's the brightest spot of this team because everyone else is old or they have a high contract. They can't do nothing else. And it's, it's disgusting to see. And um, I think me personally – I'm most disappointed with the Jazz opposed more impressed than the Mass win. I mean, you can't argue against the disappointment of the Jazz in regards of just Luka being out the first three games. I thought the Mass made some crucial mistakes and allowed that door to be open for the taking. I mean, missing pivotal free throws, Luka taking bad shots at times in the game. You also had a, a, a scenario where they was getting back in transition to actually tie the game or take the lead. And Mike Conley, a savvy veteran, you know, get calls for travel. I mean, he's supposed to know better being in the league for how long he's been in the league. So there is a level of disappointment on the Jazz. But this answer for me became more easier and easier as you was talking, Zay. I'm going to go to Contrabby here, and I'm going to go with I'm more impressed with the Mavericks. Look. You said something that really fueled my argument. The Jazz has been the best regular season team for like the last six years. Obviously not this year, but from a six-year run, they've been the best. How many championships did they win in that six years? Zero. Zero. I mean, we're talking about they even get to a Western Conference Finals in those six years. So the saying goes, when more is expected... More is desired, or should I? I botch that statement. Forget it. Screw it. You know what I mean. Much is expected, much is required. Whatever it is, that statement that I'm trying to make that I just can't get the words to make it right. You know what I mean. If you expect the Jazz to go further, then the disappointment should be on full display. If you don't, then you shouldn't be disappointed. And based on this six-year sample size of this team being a stout regular season team i always got the same ended result playoff exit so this year does not surprise me at all because even without luca i did pick them to win the series without with luca i always had the mavericks i thought they were the better team but without luca i said maybe the jazz get them in six but there was a side to me that said you know what i still think this mavericks team will pull it off Right, obviously, it was a feeling that I had, and that's because I didn't trust the Jazz. So there wasn't more expectations for me on my end when it comes to the Jazz. Number two, when you talk about Luka coming back and how they held it down without Luka, I mean, let's look at that. There's a Luka-centric offense, bro. They held it down. Jalen Brunson, last year, this man was averaging eight points per game last season this same dude was averaging eight points per game now we go back to this season or this playoff run and he helped luca in this last game a closeout game they combined for i believe about 60 points or something like that or 40 points you know um they combined for i know he also 
you know, he had 23, 24, and 24 in the last three games. That's the same dude that averaged eight points last playoffs. So at the end of the day, you've seen other guys step up when a number is called. You've seen more dudes willing to help out Luca. Spencer did what he coming off the bench, you know, helping out Luca. And that's why I'm more impressed. When I look at this team, and I said to myself, they answered all the questions that I had going into this season. Can they get the right coach? Can Jason Kidd be that guy? We all know he had opportunities that fell short of expectations. Right? He didn't work in Milwaukee, even with Giannis. Can he work with Luka? We had those questions going in. We had the questions about who is the real number two? Can KP be that number two for Luka Dantich? And I think we all got our answers. And another question we had was, can they get out of the first round? Those three questions of coaching, who's the number two, can they get out the first round, has slowly but surely been answered. We all know Jason Kidd is the guy for this job. We all know KP is not that number two anymore. That'd mm -hmm. be Jalen Brunson. He took that role. We all know number three, they can get out the first round. Lil Shadamas on the mic. Keep it short and simple. I think when we look at this Mavs team, and I think I'm going to go on your take real quick and um, understand it is impressive how they won this game because Utah Jazz, they a, had the better coach than Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder is a better coach than Jason Kidd um, from a standpoint of knowing the X's and O's, right? He knows he knows how to get his guys going, how to move the ball. Um, he knows defense. He knows assignments. And um, I think when we look at this, this game in its totality, I think Jason Kidd had a, a really great chess match with Quinn Snyder because he was able to um, expose Rudy Gobert in every possible way. And then when Rudy Gobert came off the floor, that's when he attacked the paint in vigor. It was a very uh, explosive how they're able to just attack Hassan Whiteside, attack um, um, Royce O'Neal. You know, they was able to just expose them in a sense where they are unable to do what they need to do. And I think Jalen Brunson was a big microcosm of that because his ability to not only uh, dribble and make shots off the dribble, but able to attack the paint, uh, force the centers and the um, forwards to think, what are you going to do? Bronson had a bevy of moves where he's dribbling in the paint, doing step backs, hitting the little um, mid-range jumper, hitting the free throw jumper, um, going to the paint with his um, pump fakes and um, double moves. So I think when you look at um, the what this talent was able to do without Luka Doncic was impressive because it allowed to really see the genius in Jason Kidd. And I think he's emerging as one of the top coaches in the league based upon this um, performance that he just given us in this series. Uh, and I think it's going to only show more in the next series against the Monte Williams. You know, Monte was a genius. But um, I think right now, without, Lu without Luka Doncic, Jason Kidd showed us the genius. And then when Luka Doncic came back, we saw the excellence and um, brilliance of Luka Doncic himself. His ex the way he's able to excel on the court and thrive on his mismatches on talent. Being a 6'7 guard, he's, it shows that he's able to just be so physical. Now he's dunking on people. He's shooting yeah. over people. His confidence is at an all-time high. And he can get by defenders. And he can see the whole court because of his size. Mm -hmm. So that's your builder type of point guard. A guy that can see the whole court because of his size can blow by defenders. And you have to show him that attention from the three-point line too. So that's what makes this guy any strong. So that's what makes Luka very, very hard to beat. Another set that I want to throw out there is that Dantich led the league this postseason with 36 drives per 100 possessions, and Jalen Brunson ranked 33 per 100 possessions. So you, we already know the Achilles heel for this Jazz team. But Gobert, once you dish that ball out, he's covering the paint. We all know that's been the, the Achilles heel for this team when you put this dude in the blender. And clearly, that fell into the hands of what the Mavs are really good at. And that's why I'm not disappointed 
even though I am disappointed, I'm not as more disappointed than I am impressed with the Mavs because that's the same thing. They attacked the Achilles heel for the Jazz. They did not approve as a team from that standpoint. And when I make my way over to the Jazz, as I, you know, end this debate about the comparison, I want to focus more solely on the Jazz right now, right? Because I know a lot of people want to blow this up. And I can see why, you know, but honestly, I'm torn and I'm leaning more towards no. The reason why I'm leaning more towards no is for a couple reasons. Number one, you're not going to be able to trade, I doubt it, both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So now we got to choose who we want to trade. Okay, cool. Let's say you trade Donovan Mitchell. Well, or, or, let's go vice versa first. Let's say you trade Rudy Gobert. Now, your defense, you can't get back that bad production. I know the guy's only there for blocks, but it helps this team tremendously. They cannot defend. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to miss that portion. And number two, who's really going to take on that contract, bro? Who's really going to take on that contract of Woody Gobert? I, I doubt it. Like, So you're going to have to figure that out, that void, from a defensive standpoint. But let's say you do it the other way and you trade Donovan Mitchell. Do you say, well, you know what? Yeah, we are missing our, our, our talent, our face of our franchise, but we do got shooters, you know, so we're not lacking in that department as far as shooters. When you got Clarkson, when you got um, Bo John Vandanovich, when you got, you know, all these other guys, Mike Conley offensively, you may be not as hurt from that perspective, but it's too much ifs for me to say blow it up when I'm looking at it from both perspectives. So I'm saying maybe you just kind of hope that they get it right. Listen, I look at the Celtics, you know, for these last couple years when everybody was saying, blow up the Celtics, bro. Jalen Brown can't play with Tatum. You know, it cannot happen. They kind of stuck it out. And look where they are right now. They Lil's pick to go to the finals and possibly win it, even though, I, you know, I take the West team, the Warriors or the Suns, but... I think they're going to get there, and they playing very better right now. Sometimes I know we hit the pan button, and we see things for the, all these last couple of years not work out, and we want to break it down. But I always say to myself, when, when watching sports, sometimes it's just not blowing it up or changing your game plan. Getting better, you know what I'm saying? And just having that urge and just do it this year. This year, I'm going to step up and be that dude. Donovan Mitchell... I'm used to this dude going off, especially in the bubble, bro. I'm like, what happened to bubble Donovan Mitchell? Guy was probably arguably the best player in that whole entire series. Okay, and I know Murray put on his, his show too. But Donovan Mitchell was crazy. I didn't see that aggressiveness in this series as I should have, you know? And mm -hmm. I think when you saw the last couple games before I sent the rock back to you, mm -hmm. I did see Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert connect for the greater good in the floor, I mean, they won a game literally with him dishing it at the paint area for, you know, a lot, basically, for Don, uh, for Rudy Gobert. We've seen that a couple times, even in the fourth quarter down the stretch in this game. So even though there was talk about the relationship, maybe the relationship is not as bad because they got it together. You know, even though they lost, they still made some plays together. Maybe you can mend that relationship. I just think there's so much what-ifs. And in the underworld, for me to say, blow it up. If I had a clear direction, and maybe you can give me that clear direction, Zay. If I had a clear answer of how I think they could rebound from it, I'll say do it in a heartbeat. But I don't have those answers. Let's see if you do. Um, Actually, I have one clear way that they could blow it up. And it's actually beneficial for both teams. 
um, in the sense where these teams literally get what they exactly need. Um, and that's uh, extra scoring power and an actual in-depth defensive threat. And actually, they both played each other in this playoff. And that's the Mavericks and Utah Jazz. Bronson wants a big contract. He's not willing to take a uh, uh, discount, what he stated. He's, he They could have re-signed him for a discount, but he said, nope, now I want the big contract. The Utah Jazz are willing to get rid of their big contract. So let's go go bear for Jalen Brunson because you're not going to get no one else as stout or anyone in their youth or prime without – that's it. Like You're not going to get no one else. Go bear to um, Dallas. You get Jalen Brunson, and then you, you get um, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, the one-two young combo in that backcourt, and then you have uh, Rudy Gobert manning the front and uh, as the center. And um, in Dallas, you already have Spencer Dinwiddie as a guard, so you don't really – I'm not going to say you don't need – uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, but right now it's not a necessity at the guard position to overpay $25 million for Jalen Brunson when you're already paying Spencer Dinwiddie $20 million a year. So I think that trade could suffice for both teams because you get a guard and then Utah Jazz is able to go and scour for a center if they need one or they, they you know, they, they, they get one out of the draft with Jalen Brunson. I mean, out of the, um, not the draft, excuse me, the uh, trade with Jalen Brunson. I think that trade works for both teams. If another team that I have to think um, that could work out for Rudy Gobert. It has to be a defensive-minded team, a team like Toronto, a team like um, Memphis. Even if they if they're willing to, to put um, picks together and trade uh, on players together to put for Rudy Gobert. But right now, it's a very steep um, market for Rudy Gobert because he only does one thing. He's not a scorer. He doesn't shoot middies. He's in the paint all day, every day, trying to dunk the ball. So it's gonna be very difficult to get a player that only does that at a supermax deal. And that's why I want to ask you, because I get the same vibe. I'm watching Woody Gobert on the court, and sometimes I'm like, what can he provide you offensively other than putbacks? So I'm saying to myself, if you're the Jazz and you want to blow it up, wouldn't you get more for Donovan Mitchell to build your team around? I would assume so. So that's why I'm just like, if I were to trade somebody, I know it may sound like, Lynn, what are you talking about here? But I may have to trade Donovan Mitchell to get some maximum value back. You know what I'm saying? At least my defense won't be as affected. I'm not really losing anything defensively like that that's going to make me up at night or keep me up at night. And I'm getting more value back to, you know, surround my guys and I still got my shooters. Maybe I think you have you would have to trade Donovan Mitchell. And that's why I don't feel that they should trade Donovan Mitchell. That's a guy I still feel can be a cornerstone of an offense. That's why I'm like, listen, I would not blow it up. Mm. And that's just me. We'll see if they do. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this topic. Jamie Diggett Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dig.